Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you see the Argentines invading the Falklanders, we all feel the same. We all feel they're British, they're, they owe their allegiance to the crown. And that's why I feel so deeply and strongly that we have to regain the Falklands for British sovereignty. Welcome to Free State, everybody. Myself and Joe are here today, uh, as usual, looking... Uh, sometimes when I look at you, you look like... <laughs> you I don't know why you make me laugh. Yeah, you're weird looking. Yeah, well, you know, you say I've got a wonky <laughs> face. But sometimes I think you're going to just, you know, I don't know if you're going to kind of just come come at me. Like, I don't know. I don't always believe that, you know, everything is going to be all right. Yeah. People I know will say that, you know, that there's a, and I know this, of course, that I exude a certain dangerous unpredictability where people are like, oh, fuck me, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it can be extremely useful uh, and and it can be a very potent weapon. In and out of court, hmm. you know, where witnesses are going, oh my God, what's coming now? You know? Yeah. Hello, how are you today? You might start off nice and breezy like that. You might start off just by looking at the witness for 25, 30 seconds. Say, just give me a moment. And do you have a, do you have a, when you're doing that, you know, with a dangerous... Ah, you feel them, yeah. You yeah. can almost always judge a book by its cover. You know, they open the door, the court door opens. Call the next witness. Right. By the time you get to the box and they sit down, you're... So Unless someone's a real, you know, a man or woman who's a very good con man or woman, right. they can conceal so themselves. So if you're calling me say, as a witness, if I was walking in, what would you be thinking then? Well, you'd be a talker in the witness box, you see. So you'd be... Uh, uh, and then, you know, I mean, I had a witness there recently who was looking around corners all the time, always... So you know them immediately that they're lying. Right. Because you know, they're, they're like, are, are you going to ask me? So I would say to them, you know, that's exactly the sort of question that a lying witness asks. Because if you're telling the truth, you just answer the question. Oh, objection, objection. Oh, the prosecution obviously don't want the jury to hear the truth. You know, you just yeah. you cause absolute mayhem. Yeah. The jury gets sent out and the jury are all saying, yeah, the prosecutor doesn't want us to hear the truth. <laughs> you know, he's sort of a master of mayhem and chaos. And, uh, and also, but, you know, you controlled fury or... I mean, I remember once cross-examining a big traveller lady and she, we had an absolute wheeze 
the fun that we had and the jury were laughing. And uh, so it's all, you know, I think if, you, uh, if you're hooked into the world and you enjoy people and enjoy the world and you're not, a f- you know, you're not, you have no inhibitions or boundaries about expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to be, like in the, in, in the courtroom. Uh, what's the line? Like and juries right? are great, you see, because the judge has such limited control. The judge said to me one time after six days of a trial, it was an armed robbery trial. The fellow was acquitted on a direction. The judge acquitted him at the end of the prosecution case. He called me in and he, very, very clever judge, you know, he was a terrific chess player and all. And uh, he called me and he said, you know, Joey said, you didn't ask a single question for six days. I said, well, thank you very much. You know, he's putting words into there. It's like, is the, do you, do you, do you subscribe to that old, well, sometimes that old legal, what's that saying? You know, if the, if the, if you have the facts on your side, pound the facts. If you have the law on your side, pound the law. And if you have neither the facts nor the law on your side, pound the table. Well, I mean, oh, you have to know when to fold up the deck as well. Hold them when the, when yeah, I mean, only about, only about, I mean, contrary to sort of the popular myths, you know, only about 5% of cases go to trial. Right. Up on that, you're deal-making and yeah. reducing the harm as far as possible. But I do all sorts of law. Now, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've 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 broken out into much more respectable law in the last five You're years. A respectable member yes, of the I, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about something that you mentioned in a podcast we did a while ago about how the sectarian kind of uh, culture war trigger politics that you know the DUP, as we've discussed practice wouldn't play uh among nationalist voters um like i was kind of interested in that a bit skeptical about it but what did you what did you mean by that well i mean i was the the lgbt community and how you treat them is a good litmus test and uh you know in the nationalist community there's no nonsense in that regard you know lgbtq is just there's you know Human beings like the rest of us, and uh, I mean, it's it's even embarrassing to say that, but you know, there's no issue around that. I mean, those are just things that are taken for granted, and uh, you know, whenever the peace process was signed, and uh, the provosts had their guns encased in cement, and disarmament was completed under the sort of watchful eye of General de Chastelet. As far as we were concerned, I said it's all over. You know, now you've got tiny, one or two tiny splinter groups who are frankly, you know, pathetic and uh, have no resources. And unfortunately, you know, as we saw with the the murder of Larry McKee or, or you know, the attack on uh, the detective sergeant recently, you know, every now and again, you know, but very infrequently, someone's going to have to suffer, you know, unfortunately. But... There's no public support. There's nowhere for them to go. They've got no political momentum. I mean, people shun them. They can't even arrange a, 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 a band for the Easter parade. And this is not a joke. And, uh, I mean, gen- generally, I mean, they have, they have zero presence, apart from a few areas, a few very, very tiny areas, they have zero presence. And a, a, a great story, a pal of mine, a solicitor pal of mine, told me a brilliant story that sort of 
elim, you know, eliminates this West Belfast lad, you know. And uh, he was telling a story about the 2011 council election. So at that stage, you're sorry, 14 years after the peace process. And Erigi, have you heard of Erigi? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. You're well read, you see. You're not, uh, you're not representative of the vast majority of people, Fanny. But anyway, Erigi are, were, uh, and are, I think they sort of, you know, exist in a, I mean, you'd be talking about maybe a hundred, would they have a hundred, maybe a hundred members, something, or maybe more, maybe more, I don't know, but I mean, they'd be completely irrelevant and shunned by the sort of Catholic nationalist community. Anyway, they're opposed to the peace process, so this guy who he knew knocked his door. And he's so... Ah, Kieran Macara, you know, you'll be voting for me type of thing. And Kieran said, well, Kieran be bright and rigorous and, you know, also see the funny side of this. Well, what are your policies? He said. He says, well, I'm, you know, I'm an ex-political prisoner. Kieran says, come on. Sure, everyone around here is an ex-political prisoner. <laughs> you know, throw a handful of stones and you'll hit an ex-political prisoner. Well, I'm against Stormont. What do you mean you're against Stormont? So, I mean, how, how are we going to... If we don't have politics, how are we going to get on? We can't get on in this in this British state anyway, he said. Well, like, what are your policies? He said, well, you know, guy's getting frustrated, you know. I'm against the cuts. So which cuts are you against and how would you replace them? He says, come here, let tell you, Karen. If that's your attitude, you can go and fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 and so, you know, there's, there's, there's the difference. Yeah. You know, whereas the paramilitaries are still being courted on the loyalist side. You know, they're starting up in wheelie bins with the with the the DUP, the loyalist combined council. I think the LCC meet with the DUP before any important decisions are made, because it's important to have a to have someone on the ground who can stir things up a bit. Now, this isn't like the old days. I mean, the loyalist command from the old days, that's all gone. You know, there mm -hmm. is no there is no significant there is no real paramilitary threat on that side either. You know, those guns are those guns have been put away. They're in I mean, loyalist paramilitaries are obviously involved in other criminality, but it's very, very, very small, you know. And you see, Nick John Finucane's a very, very good friend of mine, you know. And uh, like all of those younger breed of politicians, you know, and all those sort of Sinn Féin politicians now, you know, and they have so many women, you know, your sexuality is irrelevant, you know, your education's important. You know, he... <laughs> John, John goes around, and I always describe John, who's a real favourite of mine, as, you know having a perpet the perpetual expression of someone who knows something that none of the rest of us do. <laughs> He's always got this look on his face. If you see him, you know, in the and he loves it. You know, he's like, oh my God, you're in the front page of the New York Times today. You know, he's out in the White House. And he's always got this look on his face. He says, I know things that you don't, you know, but he's, he, he introduced himself as the member of parliament for North Belfast. Right. Hello, I'm the member of parliament for North Belfast. And that quality of not taking yourself too seriously either. Yeah. Um, and... All of that. So we, you know, I think we're, we're in a very good place in terms of there's good representation. Obviously, they, they remain to be tested. 
but you know, uh, uh, and, and the recent polls, the recent polls in relation to North-South relationships, and you know, the attitude of British people towards the North. It's another. It's another. <laughs> it's another illustration that the, that the Brits don't want anything. Well, more. Yeah. the English don't want anything more to do. With well, the see, North. That is the, that again, and we talked about it in, in that podcast I was, I was mentioning there, like that sense of uh, where do you go? Because I think, you know, I, I take your view on it that, you know, there's nothing for any, you know, nothing's going to change for unionist people if there's a united Ireland. I think, I think it needs a bit more persuasion than that. Uh, and I think nationalism is like, and I, I, I accept. Well, tell, tell me I, what, what persuasion would work. Tell me what persuasion well, would work. I mean, look at how unthreatening all of the southern parties are. Well, all the Irish parties are towards the Northern Unionist. Very unthreatening. RT gives them a constant platform. I mean, Ian Paisley was in the Late Late Show. I mean, Gregory Campbell was lauded on a political programme <laughs> when I was taken <laughs> off air <laughs> just for calling him a homophobic bigot. I mean, for you know, as far as Gregory is concerned, that's a compliment. And, 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 and I mean, I think that the media here you know, are very careful about what they say about the Northern Union. I still think there's a pretty big... You know, I, think there's a, I, I mean, think there's you, you change... You change the, the rugby team changed their national anthem. I think there's an ignorance. To, to probably, so. the worst, <laughs> probably the worst song ever written. And, uh, and uh, generally, I think that... I well, can't, I I can't think, think of any belligerent behaviour by, well, by we, Irish political parties well, I towards she, the I, Northern I don't know. Unions. I don't think... I, and why, I mean, how, how much... Bending over backwards, do you need to do? Well, you don't have to bend over backwards if you don't want to. If you don't want to unify the country, but if you want what to do, unite, what, what, what unite do you the mean country. by that? But what do you actually mean by that? What do you mean by, by what? So, so what, what are the Irish political parties doing that's threatening to? Well, no, to, I, I to, didn't to, say that. I said, well, like Sinn Fein. Sinn Fein well, Sinn Fein's Sinn Fein. Sinn, you can, I don't think you can say that Sinn Fein people in the unionist community don't feel and I'm not talking about the DUP but I, I know unionists who would say that they feel threatened yeah and people but, in the south would say it as well but yeah. I mean the point is this that so the that's, they're a legitimate democratic party and are, you just got to get on with it but, but yeah but then you're also entitled to say well I don't find and I accept and it's, I accept what you say about you know what do you people, want them to tell me what you want them to do well, I don't want them to do anything like uh, for example whenever they laid the wreaths at the cenotaph and they met King Charles yeah, yeah. and all of that Arlene Foster said it was a nauseating display, a false and nauseating display of self-promotion. Right. No unionist will be fooled by this, she said, mm. when Alex Maskey and Michelle O'Neill graciously met His Majesty the King and treated him with the respect that he deserves, that his standing and status deserves. Yeah. Now, the response of unionism was fucking crocodiles. Look at that them pretending there and Alex Maskey joking with the, joking with the King you yeah, know, but, but but only of and, some. And you know the, I, and the other the other line was oh 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 Charles I mean Charles do you not realise these people are taking advantage of you? But I, they're but using they're but using you but for self promotion. But you're using the people the response of the people who don't don't represent. Look, there's always going to be a rump of people who you're not. So going what to should they have done? What should no, they have done? No, I think that was that was the right thing to do. I think they should do. But not a, not, in, not according to Northern Union. Not according to certain Northern Union. No, no. I mean that's that's, that's, the, the, that's the prevailing. That's it's more than that. It's more than that. Do you think? I think. It it, is, I think there's people who would find that stuff like that attitude. And more of it. And you, you mentioned before, you know, John Finucane laying, laying a wreath at the cenotaph, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, when he was the Lord Mayor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary Lou MacDonald saying, and it is interesting saying she wouldn't, you know, she would do what a Taoiseach does. Uh, 
and that makes raises a question. Like it's, it's, what 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 is it? What is it about being a Sinn Fein? What is what does a Sinn Fein leader do that isn't actually inclusive? That Mary Lou Macdonald feels that she couldn't do it well, if thing, she was teaching. There, there, there are things that. Um, like say Chuck Fiorlaw, there, there walk can, behind there and get, thi- get Britain, get England out of Ireland banner. Like what is it like that she wouldn't do? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, who's talking now about Brits out and stuff like that? I mean, who's 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 talking about that? No, but I reminds me of it reminds me of the time John <laughs> the police happened to be driving past his solicitor's office at night down in Castle Street, the city centre, and they caught him peeing in the side alley. He'd been caught short, you see, and he was peeing in the side alley, so they did him for indecent exposure. <laughs> and a fella, <laughs> a fella Spencer, who's a very, very good artist from the Protestant tradition, he, he did this beautiful cart- cartoon of Finuc and peeing, and the and the the uh, the caption was bits out. <laughs> <laughs> I once got shaken down in 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 Moscow uh, after a night out. In two thousand and two, uh, we couldn't find. Basically, took a took a took a piss beside a fountain. We walked round the corner, and there were four Moscow police there. And they actually turned out they hadn't seen us because I think we would have. We all had to give them uh, fifty dollars, I think, to get out of it. But they actually hadn't seen us. We were terrified that it was. You don't strike me as the sort of fellow who, would, who me, would have this sort of streetwise the nose to bribe somebody. Drinking days. Aye. See, I mean, Finucane's a good example of, 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 of the North. You know, his mum, Geraldine, she's a Protestant mm. from Strandtown in East Belfast. And his father was a um, Catholic from Sevastopol Street in the Falls. And um, they met in Dublin. Yeah. And they met in college in Dublin. And they married in Dublin. And... Um, and John's very, I mean, his, his whole wide family is half Protestant, half Catholic. You know, so from, see, like, they navigate that effort effortlessly. Because, you know, it's just what you do. You're normal. If you're a normal person. Yeah, yeah. See, you've got you to gotta deliberately work to hold out the walls of reality. You know, you've got you to gotta work hard to keep people segregated. And you've got to keep sending out a message of doom and gloom, you know. Well, I think that's right. And, and I mean, I like, you, you, you look at that, the poll. Okay, let's that, talk that, about this. Talk that, about this poll that uh, yeah. that um, got you got you got you got us all so excited. I was going to say, well, maybe but, not excited. Well, it's it's, kind of, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, YouGov poll um, in in uh, in June about uh, Br- British attitudes to the various uh, parts of the United Kingdom. Okay, go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there was various, how upset would Britons be? So this is uh, people in England, really. How upset would Britons be if Scotland left the United Kingdom and it was 43% would be upset by that? Uh, Wales, it was even 46%. Then uh, Northern Ireland. The highest thing of all in the, a separate question was it's 44% thought it was for the people there to decide, which was higher than... Uh, in 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 Scotland or Wales, which which is you'd, you'd start you know, at that point, you would start thinking if you're a member of the DUP, you'd, you'd start thinking there's a few alarm bells ringing here. You know, they don't really they don't really see us. You know, they, they, so, there's already that distinction being being laid out from from Wales and Scotland. Uh, how 
upset would they be if, uh, if, if Northern Ireland left the UK? Now, let's just go back. If it wouldn't bother either way was a choice, and that was 34% for Scotland, so they wouldn't bother them either way. For Wales, 36%, but 46% would be upset. And for Northern Ireland, 43% wouldn't be bothered either way, and 32% would be upset. But the kicker, the kicker <laughs> was when they asked, <laughs> what, how upset would you be if the Falkland Islands <laughs> stopped being British, 35% would be upset. So, so more, more people... Yeah, would be upset at the sort of losing the Falklands. Falkland Islands. Yeah. Uh, and there must be... Um, there must be to do with some sort of folk memory of, the, you know, the... the, the uh, the task force has set off for the Falklands. Yeah, and Maggie this, Thatcher and, this, and, and all. And flag waving. I, you know, Maggie Thatcher. Like, and, um, I mean, like, <laughs> Ian Paisley Jr. said, you know, accurately, he said, look, you know, the problem at the moment is summed up in, in Boris and this Tory government. You know, England is now a toxic, sort of this, the politics is toxic English nationalism and they don't give a damn mm. about the North. Which they don't. I mean I mean Boris Johnson has 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 resigned now, you know, and uh, this For now this charlatan who I ah, know, I mean this um, charlatan who just, you know, lied his head off, you know, and people say he achieved nothing <laughs> so he he partied while people died. And he fucked off in scandal, but they're forgetting. <laughs> they're forgetting. Somebody said that he built forty imaginary hospitals <laughs> and the tunnel and the yeah. tunnel under the Irish Sea. Yeah. I think it was like what do you call that guy who writes the novels? He's very funny. He's on. He's on telly. He does like some sort of a game show. But he said, you know, that Boris Johnson's resignation statement had the same energy as every single candidate who ever got fired from The Apprentice, and says as they're leaving, "You, mar you mark my words, you haven't heard the last of Stephen Arbuthnot." <laughs> um, it's Trump was indicted. Trump, well. yeah, yeah. You know, reality, reality, reality catches up with you. You know. But it's I mean, funny. Uh, there was a very strong piece by Max Hastings. Uh, who um, employed Boris Johnson talking about, you know, it's a theme. He's We must try and get him on this podcast, actually, because, uh, you know, he's written in the past about how he's utterly unfit to be prime minister. He, yeah. he was his editor. He was his editor. Yeah. Now, just on terms of the Falklands, I just wanted to, the, one of the great, <laughs> Max Hastings, my favourite, one of my favourite journalist stories is Max Hastings was a war correspondent in at the in, at the Falklands, and he covered the Falklands. Uh, it was and, a bit uh, of an uneven war. <laughs> uh, and uh, in Port Stanley, in some bar, I think he got into uh, uh, whatever methods he was using, antagonized another one of the journalists who uh, turned on him and was about to pulverize him in this bar. When at which point a third journalist jumped in and pulled him away and said, "Don't do it. <laughs> this is neither the time nor the place to kill Max Hastings." <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so but anyway, Max Hastings survived, yes. and now has, has become uh, another acerbic commentator on on Boris Johnson. And I think Boris Johnson, as you said, his his statement uh, 
I tweeted about it, I thought he sounded like he like that statement about my removal removal is a necessary first step in uh, in to take revenge for Brexit. Well, it's, all, it's all that sort but of same victimhood. Same victim, but also conspiracy all, stuff, a mixture all. of I said it was like the Donald Sutherland character in JFK saying, you know, suddenly there was, you know, who, we, would, we would never have let a man raise an umbrella on Dealey Plaza. You know, all this kind of stuff, this kind of mixture of him and Richard Keyes sort of, talking like about a, the dark forces at work. They're like emotional, emotional self-possessed children, you know. Trump, Trump golfed, Boris shagged, you know, and aside mm. from that, what did they do? Just, you know, pathological liars. I mean, like, and, 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 and again... You know, it's that very cult-like thing yeah. that, again, you attack, you belittle the LGBTQ again, very reliable indicator of where you stand. You know, and, I mean, I was struck. You see, reality does catch up with you. You know, Trump has been indicted now. And Ann Coulter, the conservative commentator, you know, who, who has made a lot of money, you know, like a lot of these people, cashing in on the cult. She tweeted... I am calling on all true Republicans to commit suicide in solidarity with Donald Trump. <laughs> you know. And, 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 and then whenever he was being indicted, 20 people turned up. They were going to have a huge demonstration outside. 20 people turned up. Because law and order has a way of working away in the background. Is it, yeah. a thousand, over a thousand rioters have been arrested and charged with the Capitol riots on, on January 6th. Over 500 of them have now been sentenced. Stuart Rhodes, who was the founder of the Oath Keepers and a Yale graduate. Some of these guys have got the smarts. Hmm. He got 18 years a few weeks ago. Kelly Meggs, she got 14 years. Most of these people have been sent to prison. You know, and that's where it ends. That's, that's, where, the, that's where the cults end. You know, and... I think that the massive, the major disappointment about what's going on in England is that the police have been essentially political tools of the Tory establishment. You know, they have been extremely careful about what they've investigated. You have a situation now in 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 England where around about 70 billion, somewhere between 50 and 70 billion, was essentially defrauded from the taxpayer, handed out... For, for bogus contracts, you know, to, 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 to Tory donors, you know, given away and no investigations. No one's gone to prison. No one's been charged with anything, you know. And and I, the problem with that is that it emboldens the next generation. See, MAGA's running out of steam now. I mean, I don't know if you saw some of Trump's really, really, like they're funny but crazy tweets. Yeah. You know, they're both victims. They're both uh, victims of, of witch hunts. I mean, but you see, Trump, that's all he's got left to play because he knows that uh, that stuff plays, is a stuff that plays with people. It also, it also corresponds, it, and it, 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 it is, it, that that child, that infant stuff you talk about, like kids like to believe that they're picked upon and they want to feel sorry for themselves, and it does. But also, he's he's gonna he's gonna go to jail, you know. I mean, here's, well, is, here's his tweet <laughs> after the after the indictment. As the first pre and it's all in capital letters, as the first president ever to be indicted by Democrat thug prosecutors. <laughs> Imagine an adult like I, you'd say, you know, take that 
chap away and, and give him psychiatric treatment. I am now forced to use the secret pardon I have had all the time that absolves me of any and all crimes. I am also claiming Marayago as a sovereign nation of Magaland and expect Ron DeSantis to keep the deep state from attesting your favourite president in the greatest witch hunt the world has ever seen! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Total disaster for Trump in America! Exclamation mark! Sad! Exclamation mark! Right now, is that I mean, he tweeted? He he put that out on Truth Social or something? Yeah, he puts that out and. Um, and I mean, it's no different, no different than than what he put out in the run up to being elected as the president of the most powerful country in the world, and it shows you how reality can be very successfully hijacked just by lying. I mean, like, but both yeah. victims, both witch hunts, you know, both zero interest in work. I mean, two of the laziest human beings, according to all the sort of known, you know, writing by people who knew them and can attest to it. <laughs> like, zero interest in policy or reading anything. <laughs> I mean, God, apparently Trump spent roughly 50% of his waking hours on the golf course when he was the American president, you know. I mean, and then, and then, you know, this almost childlike rewarding of people who have even been remotely loyal to them. Mm. I mean, I think one of the most shocking developments of the whole sort of last four or five years was that Boris awarded his hairdresser an MBE. <laughs> <laughs> who? Who could possibly have guessed that Boris had a hairdresser? That it was he felt deserved an MBE than rather than some kind of sanction. It's incredible. And he gave his he gave his personal assistant who was about twenty two. He made her a life peer. Twenty nine, yeah. Twenty nine. Well, yeah. come on. Yeah. Do you know anything about her? What's her contribution being to life? And so this this idea that they use the country for their own ends. Yeah. You know, I mean, Trump's still asking for huge amounts of money. You know, to defend himself against these allegations, like a billionaire who's just constantly grifting, and and. It's, it's absolutely identical when it comes to, to Boris, you know. I I, but, 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 uh, I said, I think, in one of the podcasts, you know, that he was, um, he reminded me of Toad of Toad Hall, yeah. you know, the amazing Mr. Toad. And a consultant friend of mine, a, a doctor said, to, actually, it was it was another fellow who I was in some bad surveillance, and he said, oh my God, I was sitting in the living room, me and, me and my girlfriend, and we burst out laughing. And I said, for years, I'd been trying to work out who Boris Johnson yeah. was like, and it's Toad of Toad Hall. These people are, they're being driven around. But you see, the, the, they're, they're in private jets at, 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 at the cost of the taxpayer. Mm. And I mean, it, it just shows you that, that even where you think, you know, this is a relatively civilized democracy and we really couldn't ever go down that road. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Just shows you how easy it is. Well, that is, we've talked about this before, how you can actually, you look at, uh, you look at the how corrupt britain became has become on in, in since brexit since all since everything was mobilized to actually distract people from what's going on and brexit is one example of it but the culture wars in general are another where people get distracted by these things that don't matter and the, the vast uh corruption that's taking place but we've talked you know you look at this we we are the country of of, of we, we gave the world charlie hawley uh thanks a million big fella and yet now we're in the halfpenny place compared to Britain, which seem to have some kind of standards in public life, and they've and they've gone and they've gone they've gone well, they've gone in the blink of an eye, like they've gone in really in the blink of an eye. It was supposed to see whenever if you have been a relatively stable democracy for a while, mm. once you start once you get stuck into the culture wars and you start you know doing all that stuff about you know, all the dole scroungers and the LGBT and the trans and all of that. It's novel. Mm. It's novel. And people can get a sense of a thrill from that, excitement from that, and voters can be encouraged to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And then, I mean, the most extraordinary thing in in in, in Britain was how they voted against their self-interest. The people in the poverty-stricken areas of, of, of England voted against their self-interest for Brexit, you know. And like all these oddball toffs like Rhys Mogg, etc. They were just taking the piss. Making hundreds of millions out of all of this. And uh, I mean in, 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 in Ireland you know we, we quite rightly scorn these very, very small groups who are trying to stir up culture wars against mm. trans people and, you know, against the LGBT community and all of that. But you have to be extremely vigilant with it. You know, and I see this woman Joyce has come over now to Ireland to get involved in the whole trans debate, etc. And, you know, people like Jordan Peterson are being mm. hawked here. And you do have to be careful because it's a simple message. It's appealing to a certain constituency. But thankfully in Ireland, you know, we 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 scorn that, you know. I mean, what's happening, it's the equivalent of Irrigi in the north. <laughs> it's like people are just saying, oh, fuck off. Yeah. You know, and they're trying to stir up hatred of refugees. They're trying to stir up hatred of other races. But all you've got to do is walk around Dublin and you say to yourself, oh, you know, we're, we're in a pretty good place here. And can... The most important question, of course, is can Trump pardon himself? 
And the question Well the, he had to do it before he was ousted. He can't. He just don't. He can't have. But if he gets a, is, is there could, not a he race could, now? He could. He, he could have done it. But if he gets back, but Bill Barr told him it's going to look terrible. And of course, was Trump? I mean, Roger Stone. A few weeks ago, was talking about Trump, and he was saying he's so easy to handle. You know, all you have to do is make up a fictitious event and say, God, you were so brilliant that night. Do you remember how brilliant you were? And you had the crowd eating out of your hand. And he goes, Oh yes, yes, yes. And then you're asked. You say, Look, can we do X? And he say, Oh yeah, sure. You know. It's like a dog getting his belly tickled. Well, the the, his, his, the 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 recordings that kind of are, are going to damn him in the indictment uh, are kind of a great example of that, where he's just he can't he, he's just like a, he's he's so delighted with himself See, that he, it's he about, can't help himself. And that about, is, as you say, like in 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 like in the court of public opinion, none of that stuff matters anymore because black is white and and day is night and all yeah. those kind of things. Until but you get them into court. Until you get them to court. So Sue now, them. Look at Fox News. Yeah. Dominion voting systems. You know, and it's coming again for them. They're going to pay out. No, nope, they won't get much change out of two two billion dollars mm-hmm. from that. You know, they're they're sacking key guys. They're sacking Tucker Carlson. They've sacked a lot of their, you know, looniest fringe commentators. You know, and. That's what needs to happen here. One of the reasons, for example, that Fine Gael and Fine Foyle started talking about, oh, the chilling effect of defamation. Mm. Yeah, the chilling effect of defamation. Is that once you're fucking sitting in a court, eh, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? And you go to fucking prison if you commit perjury there. Once you're there, then facts prevail. This isn't the debating chamber of the Doyle. You know, mm. although I, it's not, I, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a situation where you can say what you like and it's open season about people. Yeah, I know. I would argue that you can't. The chilling effects of defamation means you can't even say things that. What? What can we not say? What have we not been able to say on this I podcast? Just, we, 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 Tell we, the fucking truth and don't lie about people. And if you lie well, about people, if you lie about people, if you lie about people. I got enough. Solicitor, I tell you what, I got you enough solicitors' letters from people who use solicitors' letters in Ireland as a device to silence people. Well, that's can't be helped. Human Delaney, beings behave that John Delaney and the FAI. John Delaney, especially, they got him in the end. After a lot of, you know, they got him in the end. But he, he, if if the defamation, he had laws too many friends. He had too many laws, friends in high places. Uh, that guy. If the defamation laws in Ireland had allowed people. And it's it's not even the law; it's the cost of it's the cost of defending. Let me it's tell you, my friend. Let me tell you, my friend. If somebody defames me in public, I will fucking go after them, and I will take them to court. And they can they That's, can stand up they can stand up in front of a jury of their peers and defend what they've said. No, that's uh, that's in, why whenever in, in, in the North, that's why whenever you write about a barrister, barrister lawyer, no, but no, no, but I, I, it's not it's not for that reason, you know. It's a really simple thing. Don't lie about people. You know, don't don't peddle falsehoods about but, them. But it's not the lie. It's the fact that you can't, you know, you, anything, uh, the, the burden of proof in a libel case in Ireland. Fine Gael is, and Fine Foy were using that dishonestly. But Fine Gael and Fine Foy There's plenty of Fine Gaelers and Fine Foyers who've written solicitors. Yeah, Fine Gael and Fine Foy have done nothing about the defamation law. They're not here to defend. They're not here to defend their position on it. The defamation laws should be changed in Ireland. I, they've you, done, you defend the establishment. That's I'm your, defend- your instinct. No. <laughs> It's not my instinct. You're, you're just trying to have a round. You just want to have a round now. Um, 
I don't know. I Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil have done fuck all for the defamation laws in this country. I don't think I don't think politicians should be using the defamation laws. I don't think they should be. I think Mary Lou Macdonald suing RTE. I was with a group of Finnish journalists a while ago, and I told them that, and they couldn't believe it that a senior politician just would, tell the truth. would be don't, suing the RTE. It's just not tell the truth. Kind of truth. It's to do with the fact that the burden of proof is on a defendant in a libel case in Ireland. So the minute they people people put so us say the people. facts, you have to actually. T- Opinion, everything, everything is up for grabs. See, the 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 um, the, the media is already. You know, I mean, you look at the English media, for example, which is which is now simply, you know, the four two, the four of the main papers are owned by tax exiled, non domiciled billionaires, and they're used to simply they just pump out a steady diet of propaganda. That's all they do. Right, and what does a person have? if they're attacked in a way that damages them, you know, that damages their reputation, that may well damage their livelihood, what does a person have if they're, if they're not able to go into court and say, this is a lie, this is completely untrue and false, and defend themselves? That's the noble, you know? ver- that's the noble version of it. But yeah, but I mean, human yeah. beings twist everything, but it doesn't alter the central principle. Yeah, you know, but, but which is that which is you know, and a lot of people suffer from being lied about publicly. Some people can look, some people can people, accept and say, "Well, look, you know, I'll I'll, I'll take that with a pinch of salt." Most of the people, yeah, but but the people who have used it uh, have used the power of solicitors or power of of wealth uh, to kind of silence people. I have successfully sued people for calling me a provost sympathizer and an apologist for the provost. Yeah, because it's important to me. It's very important to me, you know, that 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 you know that that no one, no one will say that about me and walk away from it. No one will say that about me, you know. It it affects me in my innermost self very deeply, and I'll not accept it, you know. And I have sued people for doing. Really? It. They've always settled, you know. The money goes to cystic fibrosis, generally speaking. Or hospice, but I will not have it, you know, and and in those circumstances, that's the only device that I have. That's the only device that I have. And why you? Why have myself. people said that about you? Well, you see, I'd be easy enough game because they'd say, "Oh, his dad was in Sinn Fein, you know, his dad was arrested, he was interned, blah blah blah," you know. So it could be open season. Say, ah, you know, he's got no credibility, you know. He's, uh, but I won't have it. Like, but it got said about you know you you people are saying to you on Twitter. I all dare the time. you to say it. Of course, there's no point. I mean, it wouldn't make any difference either because my mother says you can't take trousers off a bare arse. Point soon, you. <laughs> Can you give me a loan for fuck's sake? Another loan? How much do you need this time? <laughs> I'm I should keep the details of our private life take, out of this. I'm going to take you for everything you have. <laughs> now that would be worth it. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but no. I look. That's that's. I understand. I understand that that instinct and that. But I I just as somebody who's been on the on the receiving end of it, uh, in in situations well, it does where, have a chilling effect. It does, but it if, but if you've effect. got, right, I mean, no, Paul Gimmage told me he's not. A, he's, Paul Gimmage is one of the toughest sportsmen that ever walked roamed the planet. Like mm. himself and Greg Lemont, nicknamed Greg Lemont, at the top of Mount Vonkelong in uh, the Zero d'Italia. You know, by the time he got to the top of it, he was chaperoning Le Mans home mm. to to win the Giro, and uh, 
they were frostbitten so badly that they had to be lifted off their bicycles at the top and carried in and placed with their gear on into a warm bath to start thawing out. He told me that the first time in his life that he ever experienced real fear was when he got his first label letter. Yeah. Because it is it is chilling and you kind of... Because you see, the courts, you got to... That's the thing about the courts. You put up or you shut up. Yeah, but that's you can that, go in there and lie if you want to, but you're taking... You but it's, not, but it's know, also just... no. Like most of the time, it, as you say, okay... I mean, Jeffrey Archer went in and lied his head off. He went yeah. to prison for it. Aiken, Jonathan Aiken went in and lied his head off. Hmm. He went to prison that, for it when yeah, he was caught. Looking, but it was also... You know, two, two Tory but MPs most, who would have been seen as untouchable... Powerful men. But people also use it because they know that it's never going to go to court and that they that they have the deeper pockets that mean that newspapers are going to settle and eventually what happens, eventually what happens in the case of certain, and you know, certain people, who I probably can't even say, I've said John Delaney because he's he's out there, but you'll legal this anyway and see if we can actually mention no, him. No, 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 you of course you, you know. can mention him. But yeah. there are certain people who go into a category where anytime you mention them, you've lawyers onto you going, really, do you yeah. want to write this? Do you and want I to do that? To, I come back you know? to the point. What's, what's the point suing you? <laughs> what are they going to take? Like, what are they going to get? See, are you going with your, my trainer? I've got a satchel here and a laptop. Give me a laptop. You can have my laptop, yeah. Yeah. You know, he does, does. Yeah, what lawyer wants to be in that case? <laughs> the, uh, going back to the whole Boris, you know, Trump thing. I don't know if you saw the letter in the Times from the master of Eton College who was there from 1984 to 2001, the master of Eton College, essentially the principal. And he wrote this letter to the Times. You know, it was very, it took a while for people to cotton on to it, what it actually was. And he talked about Eton, you know, the school will continue to educate. He calls the global elite, <laughs> or those who will become the global elite. Uh, its most important mission will be to ensure its pupils are saved from... <laughs> yeah, this is the funny... This is, I mean, honestly. Did he write this letter with two pencils up his nose, you know? Well, <laughs> it's, perhaps its most important mission will be to ensure its pupils are saved from the sense of privilege, entitlement and omniscience. That can, that's like one of your words. Is, yeah. That can yeah, produce alumni such as Boris Johnson, Jacob Rees-Mogg, <laughs> Quasi Cartan, he was the man who crashed the pound, and Ben Elliott, and thereby damaged a country's very fabric. Sadly, with these men, I failed in that purpose. Do you think he will end up like somebody who speaks out in the DUP? He might be, uh, he might be shunned from. Uh, I think, I think, I think he's in pretty safe ground now. Um, so, history is circular. You know, Boris is gone. Trump is Trump is going to go to prison. I think that's pretty clear from from the terms of the indictment and what he actually did. And you know, to be fair, the guy's been begging to go, he's been begging to go to prison for twenty years now. You know, and can uh, you run for president for let's prison? See, let's see how he gets on in there, grabbing people by the pussy. Can you run for president from 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 prison? <laughs> <laughs> of all the stupid questions. Well, I remember a, a Republican commentator in the 2016 so confidently declaring 
that Hillary Clinton was going to beat Trump. Uh, and they were during the whole locker up stuff that he actually said he would, she would beat him from jail, he said, which was one of the great wrong predictions. So uh, who knows where, what, uh, I understand that there is that, no, don't write them off this, but I think that they, they are, they are done for this time. Absolutely. And, uh, it's all over. And we're going to go now and you're just going to sign a waiver, you know, you know, a legal waiver saying that everything. That if, that if we get sued, I'll, I'll pick up the tab. <laughs> if, you get, if we get sued by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Listen, thanks thanks for listening. Everyone. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is I never left you. All through my wild days, my mad existence. I kept my promise Don't keep your distance Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.